0: It is Monday morning. You are listening to the Cheteluga Drive-In Show. Thank you very much for doing so. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. Had a very good time down in Lafayette at the Jayhawk Fest. and seeing down there. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on, maybe not today. We have two guests today. Uh, we're going to do two deep dives. One will be with my friend, Randy Horton, the man who started Wild Trails here quite a few years ago, and he's been our guest before. The second one with Jeremy Allenbaugh, who is the managing director for CFC, the Chattanooga Football Club. We're going to talk about the Ted Lasso effect. So we got a little something for everybody today. Mondays, (laughs) as you know, are always going to be a little bit different around here. But uh, the one thing that's always going to be the same Monday through Friday, at 5 a.m., you can tune in to the podcast platform launching area of your choice and find the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a daily, entertaining, informative, chatocentric podcast, essentially designed, produced, created, concepted with the idea of completely eliminating your old morning radio drive-in shows and your TV morning shows, which have just... They may have been good at one point, but it's been a long time, and they just take too long to get to the information, and they just banter too much about nothing. And so we're going to try to save your time because you're busy and you are smart. <laughs> we never do that. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> we're <laughs> we going to never banter about nothing. Never. But our banter is witty. Oh, okay, that's It's witty and filled with savoir faire. Is that what you call it? Okay. Yes. And, bon, and 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 I said bon vivant yesterday and bon mots. Is it bon mots? A little French joke. Uh, bon mot. Je quoi. I have no idea. I the the way we start these things usually though with the upfront wrap up. After we ask Russell, hey, Russell, what's going on with you? Well, let me drink my coffee. I um, was going to say, I, got, <laughs> I, 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 I timed that perfectly until he had it up to his, his lips. So I saw his Adam's apple going up and down. Now it's news time. with <laughs> Russell. Ah, I'm used to it. Okay, so
1: let's get serious now. Uh, a motorcyclist was uh, killed in a crash. The Chattanooga police said that it happened on Brainerd Road in the 3400 block, pretty close to the tunnel. A 64-year-old driver of a jeep apparently turned left in front of the motorcycle and he was traveling in the opposite lane the motorcyclist was then thrown from his uh vehicle and he was rushed to the hospital where he was later confirmed dead the chattanooga mayor you probably all saw the press release this morning chattanooga mayor tim kelly wants community input in the search for the chief of police the city has a survey on cha.city slash chief search that's cha.city slash chief where residents are asked to answer four questions about what they want to see in a new police chief and what areas they want the chief to focus on. There will also be community Zoom meetings. This is just the beginning of the search process, which includes search boards, interviews, committees, to interview finalists and semi-finalists in the future, and we'll be here to follow it. Chief Deputy Austin Garrett also officially announced he is running for Sheriff of Hamilton County. He may be the first person to run for office who got an endorsement from his predecessor before he actually announced he's going to run. That's what's happening.
2: These Tennessee Titans are downright historic. Well, at least Derrick Henry is Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Let's talk about Derrick Henry for a moment. It's Monday Night Football tonight. The Buffalo Bills at 4-1. and We'll travel to Nashville to take on the Titans, who are 3-2. and If you don't know much about Buffalo, a very exciting quarterback, young, strong arm. His name's Josh Allen. You want to check him out. But really keep an eye on Derrick Henry because he's starting to climb into the history books. He is tied a career-long streak rushing for at least 100 yards in four straight games. Another would tie Eddie George's string of five in 1998, which is the franchise record. Henry also has run for at least 50 yards in 30 straight games, the third longest streak in the NFL since 1960. That trails only Priest Holmes, who had 38, and Chris Carson, who had 31. If Henry runs for 110 yards and a touchdown against the defense ranked third against the run, he'll join Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson, and Terrell Davis as the only players with 750 yards rushing and eight rushing TDs in the first six games of the season. Probably the best tailback in the NFL, I'll let you decide. That's Dave Hooker off The Sports.
0: News and sports brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you are pre approved. That move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. You need a guide as you manipulate and meander through the jungle of today's real estate market too. And you can get that covered with Bruce Dodd and his buddy Trevor Glass at People's Home Equity 591 9801. Chatmortgage.com. That's two Ts. And and I have to say, between Hooker and and you, y'all stole about half, no, three quarters of the things I was going to go mm-hmm. with with the wrap-up. We that's, knew that would happen. That's okay. Austin, that means I'm with it. Austin Garrett running for sheriff, which we all knew he was going to do. Yeah. All right. Posting for the new chief goes up on the 15th of November. It's just a date. They will start the search. They probably already have a few people in mind. That chief, the chief of police of Chattanooga, Tennessee, will be chosen i am told by the end of february all right um one of the stories kind of a a little one like i said we're going to be rushing a little bit today moving a little quicker (laughs) than normal you guys are going to be doing some old switcheroo playing swapping chairs musical chairs as we get our guests in here too but because we have two interviews we're going to move a little quicker but one of the big stories if you want a job and you don't want to work at a convenience store or some sort of, you know, just, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, industrial, you know, uh, pipelines and they're, you know, squeegeeing widgets together and stuff like this or whatever route delivery. Substitute teachers. The entire nation, there's a massive, massive deficit. There's, there's a, a huge problem with a lack of substitute teachers. Our old coworker. Mike, sales Mike over mm-hmm. at the station, yep. chose to go in and become a substitute teacher. You don't have to have a teaching degree.
3: No, but you do have to have a degree, I believe. He has two working on his third
0: sure uh, but i'm just saying it's it's out there there's Me- a bonus
3: too if you want to become a, a substitute teacher
0: now i i know that doesn't sound like the ideal job for a lot of people we used to just god we loved it when we had substitute teachers <laughs> we just absolutely gave them hell every once in a while it'd get bounced back at us because the person that would come in would be a former marine drill sergeant and and you know things would get to uh, topsy-turvy for i us, see right you slouching back there styles Um, One little thing, and I'm going to bring this up, actually, when we get my buddy Randy Horton in here in just a second, too. I do want y'all to be very mindful. Um, As the weather turns cooler right now, it is, strangely enough, people always think spring, summer, poisonous snakes, be careful for rattlesnakes and copperheads. Baby copperheads emerge at this time. They hatch and they emerge as the dog days end and the first cool weather of fall emerges be careful where you're stepping if you are out walking in the autumn woods especially if you're on rocks and leaf covered leaf covered rocks favorite place in the world and a baby copperhead looks just like a copperhead except it has a little yellow band on its tail and it's the only snake that does this and it's only there when it's a juvenile and that is like a lure it lures prey in so it can then you know kill and eat it And a copperhead is born with all the venom in its poison sacks that it's ever going to have, and it hasn't yet figured out how to use them just to stun prey. So if you get bit by a baby copperhead, you're getting a full double sack of poison, and that is not what you want. So be careful out there, please. You have to go in for a booster shot six months later. Something to be very, very mindful of. Uh, one thing, just regionally, I wanted to throw this out there: a thousand people have been summoned in the uh, the, the the trial of Ahmad Arbery. I don't know if y'all saw this.
1: Ahmad Arbery not the one on trial, is he?
0: No, no. Of course, the the, the men that are accused of killing him—okay, uh, Greg and Travis McMichael—and then the other guy, what William Roddy Bryan, the guy that you know joined the chase and then you know got yeah. the video camera out. Uh, a thousand jurors in Glen County, that's a lot of Glenn that's County. All of Glen County. That's a it's lot of Glenn <laughs> County. And <laughs> notices that, that means that wh- it, it w- one went out to one out of every five residents of the county. Wow. So and that's what they're saying. They said we have to do this because everybody knows everybody down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that simple. That's like if it happened in
1: you know, Rossville or Lafayette.
0: So this whole thing that we're doing right now is called the Upfront Wrap-Up. It's where we take the biggest stories of the day and we give them to you up front. And we're broadcasting, of course, live from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio, the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And we're very, very tickled to have you guys tuned in today. And we mm-hmm. will move quickly from this point forward so we can get to our interviews and have some fun. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. And opinion. This one isn't going to pack much of a wallop. It's just going to be short and sweet. We've all seen, we're, we're all purveyors of advertising, marketing. We're, we're maybe a little bit more astute at watching the way things are advertised and maybe a little bit more critical. And I have to say, I, I've loved the CHI Memorial ads that they've been running lately, even though they're not related to the product at all. It's all of this sweet, sweet, sweet yes. film and video mm-hmm. of the little puppy making the little kid laugh. It's and
3: adorable. It, it makes you laugh. It and, is. I, and I think it is it's relevant. Heart, uh, it's
0: it's heartwarming, yeah. but it doesn't really ever attach itself to the product of a eh, of a healthcare of, facility. I don't know how I feel about but that. But the new one, this is my this is my <laughs> editorial today. And it's the it's the newest commercial that they've got, and it's of the young African American girl, obviously a sister, talking to the young African American boy, oh, obviously the precious. brother, and he's sitting in a baby seat and just sitting there, kind of listening. He looks like he's about two and a half, and the girl is just trying to inspire him, and she's <laughs> going, "You're you're you're a star. You shine. And quitters quitters." Quitters, quitters never do what they post to. <laughs> and I just, it's cute I when the little,
3: the little boy smiles at yeah, her when yeah. she says, you're a star, you're a you star, shine. You shine, that's what it's you do. so cute. But
0: that is my editorial today. Don't be a quitter because quitters, they don't ever do what they post to. <laughs> and that is the editorial for the day. Thank you very much. Brought to you by the Tennessee American Water Company, providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family, counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. And that's why at Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. All right. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind. Featuring the voice of the city's morning commute for three decades, that's me, the communicator, Jeff Stiles, spelled with a Y, Jen Lambert, Pimp Jen, Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, Dave Hooker with his Off the Hook Sports, Brian Stone over there does his own podcast, Stone on Air, Jeff Greenspan, Taft Sibley. We will not be doing all of our segments today because it is Monday, but we'll still get you informed, warned, entertained, and brain sprained in an hour if we possibly can. Excellent. The the duh moment. All right, you're gonna have to jump in here for just a second, Brian. I know this is old news, old news at this point, but remember last week during the fifth game of the championship series um, between the Giants and the Dodgers, the NLDS. First baseman for the Giants is up. The count is 0-2. He checks his swing. Umpire looks down the first baseline, first base uh line ump goes strike and calls him out and in, the game ends.
4: In the end of the game. End and, of the game, and, <coughs> end of the series. And one that might not be talked about quite as much is the batter before was called out on a uh strike three call that was not a check swing, it was not a strike either. So uh two two batters were struck out and they were both pretty egregious calls, so, but that's baseball, I guess. So well it should here, have
1: been counted as a ball, is what you're saying?
0: It's what they should have been. Yes. Okay. Here's the 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 duh moment, though. Just just because that's what this is. It's the duh moment. It wasn't the the batter checking his swing. Did it? It looked to me like it did not look like a swing to me. No, it was not. Yeah, I didn't think so. But the ump thought so. Both umps thought so. And then this is what gets me. Like I said, that's old history, right? That happened last week, but this morning they're still talking about it on morning TV. And Jenna Bush, look at this. J- video. Jenna Bush, sports expert, <laughs> you know, extraordinary. Goes, well, maybe he was just taking a practice swing. Mother, yeah. not- <laughs> You don't take practice swings while the guy's pitching the ball to you, and you're standing in the batter's box. If you take a swing, it's a swing. Even I know that. Bat. You're up to bat.
4: Who's asking Jenna Bush about the National League Division She series? just
0: popped up there. They were still complaining about it. Some, some you know, Giants fan was bitching and moaning and whining and griping. And all of a sudden she goes, well, maybe he was just taking a practice swing. Well, she thought the NLDS was a church. Oh, well, my they gosh. had the best
4: record in, the, I don't know, 20 years of baseball. So they're, they're pretty buttered.
0: Before we do our our first deep dive uh, interview today, we're going to go ahead and let uh, Pim Jen do a little bit of her Pimp's Corner. Very little. And I'm going to also throw to you how to, for people to get in touch with us with with information and or money. But first of all, whatever you got.
3: Well, in light of time, I'm just going to go with this. You have the McPlant burger to look forward to at McDonald's. No,
0: I don't. <laughs> oh, is it like the Impossible Whopper? <laughs> I most certainly maybe, do not. I have maybe. the Impossible Whopper. I
3: read about it. It's coming.
0: It's impossible. I don't for me have, to have eat issues with it, burger. but I don't
3: go mm-hmm. to McDonald's either, so um, and just very quickly, how does a train eat?
1: Depends on its method of fuel.
3: It choo choos. Oh okay. Oh, my gosh. I was
4: trying to oh, figure. My. I mean, I, I got duped last week on one of the
0: dumbest things ever. <laughs> the dad jokes are becoming That's mom the next jokes. Dumbest wait, thing. Well, wait, wait a minute. I've got one for you. Okay. okay. Oh, no, I would like to wait. check your mental acuity this morning. Well, Let's I'm go thinking ahead and like, it. is it a diesel train? Is it a steam train? Before, before Don't you, overthink. Here, here you go. Here you go. This 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 is a good one for you. This is one. I mean, I know it's kind of a serious subject, but all right. There's a terrible plane crash. DC nine goes down. Hundred people on board. All right is right dead on the Canadian-American border. Turns out that the manifest shows that there were exactly 50 Canadians and exactly 50 Americans on board. The plane crash was so horrific. It was so terrible. Impact was so hard. The explosion was so violent that they couldn't even do, you know, identify people by their dental remains. So with whatever they had, organic material, the big decision had to be made and Brian, I mean, what what kind of protocol would they follow? I mean, where do you bury the survivors?
4: There's a joke in
3: here somewhere?
0: <laughs> yeah. Where would you bury the survivors in that situation? Uh Niagara Falls. I don't know. In the ground? <laughs> in the ground.
3: <laughs> oh, they're survivors. <laughs> you don't bury you the bury survivors. survivors. You don't they're bury survivors. the survivors,
0: <laughs> thank you very much. My mom told me that one when I was like five and I was so mad. <laughs> all right Venmo is how you can give us money if you just want to give us some money because you're just in a giving mood on this Monday (laughs) or if you want to advertise or sponsor we make it very easy on you Kickstarter has really begun now it's starting we need little think of this folks in this manner 20 bucks if if you know us if you're friends of ours if you like this product if you think it's a good idea a $20 bill isn't asking too much 250 people in this entire region this community this tri-state region of almost what what three quarters of a yes. million people yeah, 250 people right. can cough up a 20 at kickstarter <laughs> and that way we would have a little extra money to buy music rights, so we wouldn't have to you know sit here and the kickstarter and link listen is posted
3: and i will post the venmo link Go to our Facebook page at Chattanooga Drive-In Show. And
0: Patreon. we got people that are actually gathering the swag. We're going to have some behind-the-scenes stuff that you're going to be able to see. We're going to be giving away uh, tomahawks from RMJ. We're going to be giving away possibly my own Segway. My own segue that I have put wear and tear on. I've put, put some extra wear and tear. on. You put some extra wear and tear on it, and it's—I mean—it's definitely scuffed up. But we might very well be doing I mean,
3: that. You could sign it, maybe.
0: I'll do, t- I'll be right. more than happy to do sign it. Do I have it. to leave now? We're going to let you depart for okay. a second, and let Randy Horton come in and take your place. And as a matter of fact, talking about Patreon, when you when you you know give through Patreon, you get a little something extra. One of the extra things you're going to get right off the bat is going to be a look behind the scenes at how this whole operation works and in the room where you're going to get Randy there is the GoPro camera and you can actually get it. he's got it in his hand right now Whoa. here's a man who came prepared ladies and gentlemen let me grab it hi i'm jeff this hey. is russell you've met him I before i need this really badly this is randy horton he's with wild die, trails die. There's your headphones, and we're doing a deep dive. We're doing a deep dive here on a couple of different things made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and I trust him completely. 710-9199, 710-9199. Randy, Wild Trails is, please, sir.
5: So, uh, we, I think we're like 15 years old now, and uh, we are kind of an untraditional nonprofit organization where we raise our own money by putting on uh, trail races and paddling races, and all the money goes back to the community of uh, trail building, trail maintenance, and creek cleanups around town. So, we've got uh, – I mean, we uh, everybody should know right now that we have more trails than any – uh, maybe any any city in the
0: world as far as uh, close proximity to trailheads and but we we started with green trails and greenways and then the creeks and the rivers came in because they were blue they their pathways as well yeah
5: exactly so we got uh you know 50 something like 56 trailheads within 25 minutes of downtown and wow. and there's 77 miles of flat water creeks to paddle in all of that needs maintenance. For sure, that's
0: the generic part. And now let's get to the actual crux. I know you were not involved in the race on Utah. And the last time you and I spoke, it was after that disastrous ultra marathon in China that killed ninety people. Uh, the one in Utah, I don't think there were any fatalities, mm-hmm. but it was a big fat mess. And again, it shows you don't mess with Mother Nature. Yeah, I mean it's,
5: I mean it's kind of a duh moment where you know, you don't think. I mean, they're just not thinking. Race directors, uh, everyone around there, and certainly the runners are not giving it some thought where you're, you know, this was in the Wasatch Mountains, and, and you know, it's all high altitude. Things go south in the middle of the summer, let, let alone can, in and October. And they come out there,
0: you know, dressed in running shorts and a T-shirt, and suddenly it's 36 degrees and raining. And they're
5: you're already sweating, yeah. so it, it's going to feel like 20 degrees, and, you know, it does not take long to... to get in that situation where you start losing your cognitive abilities and you start making really stupid decisions. And, um, yeah, it's, it's surprising. Nobody died.
0: Now that that's one, but is there any advice that you would just give anybody around here who's beginning to be a trail runner and, and to I saw that get out the get out magazine, your pack, your day pack that you packed. Mm -hmm. Uh, they had all the stuff that you used. And but but what does somebody need to know about if I'm out there doing this and run into this? What's the least thing they can have that would help them? Well, least, I mean, least weight, least least you know, cumbersome.
5: Yeah, there's some great uh, fabrics out there. I mean, uh, uh, Patagonia makes uh, makes a super lightweight thing that wads up and you could put in your back pocket. And it would make a huge difference of, of keeping the rain off. It's not 100% waterproof, but it doesn't weigh much, and it, it could save your life. Just yeah,
0: they contract with the military for that stuff too. Yeah. The second question that I have for you, and I'm going to let you go. I know you've got things to do, and everybody does. But And, and you're probably not prepared to answer this. So I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, the search that has been going on, you know, at, that went on for so long, for Brian Laundrie. Uh, we had the couple, that cute couple out west. The girl goes missing. Guy goes home. All kinds of weird circumstances. Parents aren't doing the right thing. This dude disappears. Now there's a manhunt for him. He's in the Everglades. He's in the Okefenokee. He's on the Appalachian Trail. He's gator food. He's food. We don't know what happened. The girl is dead. She was strangled to death. He's clearly the suspect. And I'm just going to ask you, this is what I said the other day, I think that New York and L.A. big city media give way too much credence and credibility to rural people's ability to survive in the woods. Mm -hmm. They think we're all some kind of, you know, Rambo, uh, or (laughs) or or, yeah, bear grills, or you know, parts of this pine tree are edible. I read Hatcher once. I, I, I mean, seriously what what is it that makes these people think that just because somebody is athletic and goes hiking that they can survive on a trail how easy is it to survive on a trail for weeks at a time and not be seen yeah it's 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 actually easy to to not
5: be seen if you know where to go without a doubt but to To survive for weeks or even even days without food, you, I mean, you have to be extremely well trained, and you got to know. There's plenty of food out there, without a doubt. But there's just as many. You got to know where to look if for. If you it. don't know what mushroom to eat, and you're, the it'll difference, kill but, you and in the difference minutes.
0: between yeah. this one and this one, this is the edible one that will keep you alive. This is the one that will make you throw up everything in your stomach and Same die. Same thing
5: with plant, any kind of plants, and and even animals. And and yeah, you, you see these shows about guys eating bugs. There's some bugs that if you eat you're it, it maybe not kill you but it's going to mess you up for days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to know what you're doing and it's not something you can watch a show, you got to you have to really be prepared. Well they
0: wriggle and wriggle and tickle inside her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they get down in there. And, you know, and, and this is one of those things people do. All right, so you're going to go high up on the trail so you can see what's going on. You see where you are. What happens when you go high up on the trail? You got no water. Yeah, There's, there's no, no water. water on the top. And, sh-
5: and storms come in so fast, you, you don't have any
0: time. Uh, how, how, what do you think the chances are that this guy is actually out on a trail somewhere just fending you know off the environment and living on his own it is it, it, it's not even worth talking about cuz there's no. just
5: no chance you, i mean it's a it's a very unique person uh, that could that can survive for more than a week or so
0: Thank you very much for coming in and talking to us in a very short amount of time here and covering some stuff. Uh, how do people get in touch with you and give a plug for your organization and any other big race that you got coming up? Anything? Coming yeah, up? a
5: lot of stuff coming up. Um, so the, the biggest one uh, of the year is Lookout 50, probably the best race, one of the best races in the in the region. Um, that's the week before Christmas. Find all the information about everything we're doing. If you ever want to volunteer, go to wildtrails.org, and you can find all the info you need and how to get a hold of me. Thank you, sir.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, and we Good will luck. let you yeah. slide right back out of there and let Jen slide back in as we go to Yeah. Russell the Love Muscle. Russell the Love Muscle Flexing His Muscle. Brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Add the dot com and you got all you need to know. All you need to deal with that distressed property you've been saddled with. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, like Styles with a Y. We'll help you sell, renovate, or maybe you want to buy, invest. Talk to Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com. All right. Keep in mind all opinions, any disagreements, any other sides, additional information that we've left out somehow and the things we're talking about, all you have to do is get in touch with Jen, and your comments will be read aloud here on the air. We will give you equal time. We may even have you come in. And, uh, and give your equal time here, just like Randy did. It's just that simple.
3: You can send it to me uh, either through text, 635 3557, or email me at chattanooga at
0: gmail.com. Russell, what you got?
1: Well, Jeff, I, I will admit it's been a bit of a scramble because there have been several things that I've been wanting to talk about, and I've tried to juggle which one's the most relevant, I most do it of interest. Every day. And you know how I am with my interests. So I have to (laughs) see, like, my interests are over here, and the public's interests are way over here. That's why
3: you're part of the show. Yeah,
1: well, this is something that I think is extremely interesting and not talked about in the mainstream media on TV or radio anyway. Washington Post has a great article about this. Uh, Lebanon, Beirut. We haven't really heard about them since the explosion, right? No, it's true. Well... Used to hear about it all the time. Yeah, Beirut has been kind of a success story in the Middle East. It's been this... Wonderful city in the last twenty years, past this devastating civil war that they suffered through during the seventies and eighties. When I was in college, I mean that was that was the hot spot on the planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of the fir- the best Soldier of Fortune magazine articles were about Beirut. They sent reporters there. They're some of the first. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, unfortunately, it looks like um, it, it's happening again. Uh, as you know, probably Beirut is divided into factions. You've got secularists here. You've got Muslims here and you've got Christians here and you've got a few other sects here and there now mostly the Regular people they all get along, you know, like I'm friends with Muslims. I'm friends with non-Christians. I'm friends with everybody But um, that's the story in Lebanon for the most part, but the leaders Not so much and it's starting to fall into sectarian violence, especially With the group that we all know Hezbollah, which is a Iran-backed militia. That's pretty widely known well uh, I know I'm sort of stumbling about here is because I'm uh, I had very little time to prepare for this one Sorry. Um Washington Post article uh, the morning after uh, a, a recent protest that was organized by Hezbollah the sound of rockets propelled grenades had residents hiding in hallways and bathrooms for hours, people swept up shards of glass outside, uh, roughly 1,000 Hezbollah militants were gathered in the streets of Beirut, and they entered into conflict with another old name you may remember from the 70s and 80s, the Lebanese forces, which is the Christian militia. So you've got the radical Islamist militia here, and you've got the Christian militia here, and now they're battling it out in the streets just like it's the 70s and 80s again. So, Uh, In conclusion, I would encourage everyone to look up what's going on in Lebanon and Beirut right now. It's extremely interesting, and it looks like it's devolving
0: back into what we had back then, and the economic crisis is only getting worse. Russell the love muscle, Russell Stride. Now you're going to do the same thing Jen did, and you're going to go find our second Deep Dive interview guest, Jeremy Allenbaugh, from the CFC, and bring him in here. And I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit of story. A little bit of story, just a, just a, a little bit of nothing, really. It just struck me. I don't know what it was this morning. It was an old TV show as I was flipping through the channels looking for news. And it wasn't Granny. It wasn't the Beverly Hillbillies. It might have been the old lady from, you know, I don't know, Petticoat Junction or something like that, but an elderly person. And they were confused about electricity coming into their home. And I mean, I I am old enough to remember homes that did not have electricity. They had no electricity whatsoever. They didn't want it, didn't need it. Were confused by it. I've got to pay for it, and that's where this comes in. Uh, and I definitely remember outhouses. I remember. Oh, do we I remember? One. Oh, do I remember yeah. outhouses? Um, you know, and the the lack of technology here. Well, the the home right behind us. Uh, when we lived, when I was very young, before we moved to Ohio, where I was essentially raised, so I'm really probably five years old at best, there's an older black couple in the, the, the house behind us, behind a, a row of trees. It's a segregated, you know, southern town, but people get along, but the name of the couple was Maud and Arthur, and Maud was a maid, like the help, Mm -hmm. which so many women of color were at that time. And she was a very, very sweet lady. Arthur had lost his legs in World War II and, of course, was being taken care of pathetically uh, by the government and the Army at the time, the armed services at the time, just pathetically. But I remember very, very well, I actually went over there and I would go and sit with them on their front porch. And Arthur didn't have anything else to do all day long except sit in his wheelchair And he had a big jug of tea, which I really doubt was tea. He never let me have a swallow (laughs) of it, I can tell you that. But he had that jug there with him at all times and had a fly swatter. And you know what the fly swatter was for? And he had a shotgun next to him. And the shotgun was for anything else that might come up that he couldn't kill with a fly swatter. And he sat there all day and I'd go back there and talk to him. And. He was talking about this dagnab contrivance that they brought and put into his house that he didn't ask for. And so I go in there into the living room, and here it is. It's on one string, one electrical cord hanging from the roof is a single light bulb. A single, I guess it would have been a Mm 40-watt probably light bulb with a little bitty pulley chain on it. And he said he wasn't ever going to use it and he was in there and he was just wheeling around in his wheelchair and he was so angry he goes and they want me to pay them money for this look it's ugly it's (laughs) ugly and of course he had shell you know uh, no pest strips hanging all over the house but that, (laughs) that that electrical cord with the light bulb on it bothered him to death and he asked me he goes you know what you know what watch this can you get up on that chair? Can you can you can you take that thing down? I said, Can I take it down? You mean the the whole wire? He goes, oh, the little that little glowy thing, that little glowy thing. I, I hate it. I hate that light. It hurts my eyes. And I said, All right, yeah. And I got a chair, and I pulled up, and I unscrewed that light bulb, and I stepped back down, and I laid it on the table. He goes, I'm just gonna let it pour out all over the floor, and I ain't gonna pay him no more. <laughs> I let Tristan just flow right on out of the house. I ain't going to give them a penny. Let's just see what they do about it. That's a real memory of a real person, and it gives you some idea of just how old I really am. So show me some more respect around here, by God. Uh, there is a new podcast all about being a better version of yourself, better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures, Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, our time, our thoughts, and relationships. The Intentional Living Deep Dive number two. Deep Dive number two. Interview time. Two interviews on this Monday. Thank you to Randy Horton from Wild Trails for swinging by now. Thank you very much. And I do want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. I would say Jeremy Allenbaugh. Perfect. All right, good. I didn't better guarantee. than my mom's. It was Alumba. I just wanted to make sure. Jeremy Alumbah, who's managing director of the CFC, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and just uh, whatnot. Um,
6: so originally from the Midwest, mm-hmm. as you can probably tell from the voice. So apologies. The to everybody. non the non accent. <laughs> apologies for that one. Um, spent most of my time in Illinois, fair amount of time in Missouri, uh, in last ten years in St. Louis, uh, with um, well until. December twenty, December 1st, 2019 is when I started with CFC, so 10 years prior to that I was in St. Louis uh, in a couple of different roles within the same organization there with the vice president general manager for St. Louis FC, which was a USL championship uh, organization at the time. Started that from the ground up in 2014. Um, that kind of made my transition from youth and collegiate coaching administration into the pro world in uh, May of 2014, and then here I am today.
0: So. You were always a soccer player, started young yeah,
6: yeah, so it's it's a it's a little bit of a unique story and I think it'll it, I think it'll go into probably where we're gonna go a little bit, make some sense for everybody listening. But I grew up in a very small farming community in northern Illinois that didn't have football, American football. So like our homecoming was was a soccer game. Uh, the go. parade was soccer game, and this it, is America. This is America. I know. <laughs> and um, now we knew what football was, obviously, right? Because we we're outside of uh, DeKalb, Illinois, where Northern Illinois University was. I remember going to games football games there and all that. But soccer was it. And you know, my dad was a, a teacher and a coach. And eventually, became a principal and superintendent. So, like, I was a ball boy at the games, at the homecoming parade. I mean, Friday night lights. The field was literally next to a cornfield. So when the big the suburb teams from Chicago would come into play. So they'd all be sneezing and hacking from their allergies. <laughs> the secret it, weapon. And it was our secret <laughs> Corn weapon. Corn tassels. <laughs> and um, you know they were the smallest school ever to make it to the the state playoffs in Illinois at the time. And when there was just you know one class of schools that could play. So yes, soccer is all I know. I love other sports, um, but soccer's kind of always been with me.
0: CFC as our team has been from day one. Uh, we actually share space. With the team down here at the the building where we record the Lodge Cast Iron Studios here, uh, where we record the podcast every day, and uh, it's always neat seeing these young people running in and out, just all energetic, you know, looking like they've actually still got most of their lives ahead of them, which they do, as opposed to me, you know, very much on the tail end and dragging <laughs> ass. Uh, but Jeremy, the reason that you're really here and and, it, and 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 you you popped up and said yes so fast, it made me so happy. I walked into a a meeting the other day, and they were talking, and I just interrupted them. And I said, show of hands, show of hands, how many people here are Ted Lasso fans? Every hand went up. (laughs) Jen was there. I said, good. That's what I wanted to hear, because this show has not only taken the world by storm, it has completely just melted my heart. Oh, yeah. And we didn't even watch it last year when it became famous. We didn't get the right channel. And my wife, our oldest son who lives in Nashville, said, you guys are missing it. You're missing it. Normally, he's telling us about shows that are grotesquely violent and way too adult, you know, and just, you know, kind of downers, superhero stuff all the time. And so we said, all right, we'll give it a shot. From the very first episode, I go, well, this isn't at all what I expected Jason Sudeikis, an American football coach taken to England, knows nothing about soccer, knows nothing about England. One of my favorite lines in that first episode: "How many countries are in this country?" <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four is the answer. And I mean, and it's just his his homespun wisdom, his all shucks, you know, gee whiz, Andy Griffith style, you know, approach to things. And it's genuine, avuncular, yes. and it is a sweet show without being cheesy or sappy how accurate is it for soccer <laughs> i think the writing is is unbelievable
6: and as you said it's captured the hearts and honestly that show has probably done as much for soccer as the fifa video game has done you know in, in the united states it's been amazing but there's a lot of accuracy there and i think you know one thing that people have really enjoyed is this you know recent uh, all or nothing uh, what's the uh, hard knocks on hbo the yeah. nfl you know yeah. so this is really a behind the scenes look in a fictional way of what it is like at, at a club and You know, it's similar because we're a lower-level club, and we don't like to say minor league for some reason. I don't care, but that's, you know, we're a lower-level club, and, you know, um, Richmond is a lower-level club because they got, you know, relegated. Now, we don't have that system in the States, but the similarities of the fights and the battles, and I think people like it too because... You know, you don't really get to see, you know, what is Roy Kent like away from home or away right. from the stadium and, right. you know, in relationships. I, I want to know what Roy Kent is.
3: Oi! Oi! I not, know people like Coach that.
0: Coach Beard is yeah. my favorite character, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people don't realis- realize this. That is actually Jason Sudeikis' best friend. Right. They came together as a package. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, Roy is just a – he's just a trip. Uh, I've seen
3: interviews with, with him as, a, as just himself as an actor. And he's also one of the writers on the show, which is right. great and his character is so gruff and grrr, you know, but he's such a smiley, upbeat, happy person in real life, which I think is a n- neat contrast.
6: Yep, for sure, and I think one of the interesting things is for soccer people, I think non-soccer people, I mean we're sitting here, right? Yeah. I know nothing about yeah, exactly. it, I know more now well, than I Well, like, I'm just like Ted Lasso, <laughs> <laughs> running up
0: down go. how is that offside? Yeah, exactly. I, no, really, seriously, explain to <laughs> explain me what to offsides me. is. Yeah. I don't get it. You
6: yeah. know? And so I think it's captured those hearts, but for soccer people, You know, whether they work in it or are fans of, you know, an EPL club or CFC or Atlanta United, whatever it is, it gives them, you know, like I said, behind the scenes. But what we do is we play the game like, oh, that's Aaron from St. Louis, Mm. you know, or oh, that's. You know, Chatt- archetypal characters. Exactly. That's Chattanooga Coach Beard. I mean, it's just so it's fun, and you get on a text group of people,
0: and I don't. Oh, have you seen it? It's Do we really, have a local Jamie Tart? See, <laughs> <CFC? laughs> Oh. That's a good question. I'll, Nobody would really want to be Jamie
6: Tart, that even though is I think, true. he's come around. Yep, yep. He's I think you're around. seeing the other side, and yeah. it's just a behind the scenes look, but it's accurate. I mean, just the trials and tribulations that these athletes go through, you know. And
3: do you it's, think it's gonna make more people come to watch the games? I
6: guarantee you it is. I, I think there's a good chance I because so it, it's too. relatable. And you know, we have we have a Sam on our team, right? We have a yeah. young kid yeah. from overseas and yeah. he's going through trials and tribulations of being away from home. African and very I love far his away. His from character. Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's good. So um but yeah, it's been great and I think it's done great things for just not, not soccer, but just people. Because like you said, so many shows now are
0: just, well, I mean, I just don't, I can't. Samo, yeah. Samos. Samos. And this has been... No laugh track. Yep. And hilarious with no laugh track. Oh, yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah, it's been great. And and I guess uh, the, the, the way the fans are depicted, now <laughs> we all know that fan is short, you know, for fanatic. And when you talk about sports fans... Well, Charlie Daniels said just go and lay your hand on a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. That was a long time ago. But the hooligans, you know, the hooligans that are, that are really out there who are from Manchester, who are from Birmingham, who are from, you know, Liverpool, right. they take this sport vicariously so seriously that there's constant fights. There's real dangers of violence between conflicting fans. We're all on the same side of virtually every issue on the planet, except for that, right? Yeah it's uh, it's the
6: world's version of uh, college football. It really is. Now there's not a you know, typically not a fight at an Auburn, Alabama game, but I mean, okay. it's the the fandom, as you said, the fanaticism is is crazy. And um, I do think it is funny the one of my favorite parts is, the three knuckleheads in May's pub. Yes. You know? Oh yes. I mean, yeah. they are,
0: Those they're like the Greek chorus. They show up and they just get in the coach's face and cuss him like a yellow dog, but still love him and right. buy him a beer. Yep. You know? And it's so, and
6: and that is very true. And that's very real of at our level, what we have, and we have people that live and die with CFC and all the trials and tribulations that, you know, the club has been through since 2009. Thankfully a lot more positives than, than negatives for, for the club, but it's just really fun to see that carry over and, um you know i wish may had a pub down here in broad street wouldn't that be fun <laughs> yeah I mean, oh that yes. would be great uh, yep. so it's really it's it's just really captured so much of you know what i enjoy about this role and this job and other people that work in it too and it's it's been
0: fun if may had a pub and keely hang out hung out there all the time <laughs> I, i'd be down there quite a bit um uh, but at, i i guess then the the yeah, i think it will increase the crowds at, at cfc and other games I think it's a wonderful show. I highly advise it. It really is family-friendly. There's some language. I mean, it's it's designed bit. for yeah. adults, but it's not just grotesque, and it's not over the top, but the warmth of it and sensitivity of it is just really amazing. Is there anything that it gets wrong? That's my final question for you.
6: The Like all sports movies or shows, depicting the on-the-field action is tough, right? I mean, even look at the natural baseball movie and things like that. It's a little bit odd. So the soccer you know on the field is not great you know in terms of some of the things and the practices <laughs> and the game footage but I think you can easily over look I'm a soccer you know I'm not gonna say snob but somebody who's you know like as I told you grew up in the game and I overlooked that because the rest of it is so good and it just ca- it carries all covers all the emotions I mean I have a almost 17 year old daughter who's you know she's grown up she's been in the car when I've had to talk about you know, uh, letting people go or players not coming back. And she's kind of lived this life, you know, through me as I've started it too. And she's been in the hallway when players have gotten red cards and punched walls for the visiting team in St. Louis. And it's just been crazy. Just, she's seen a lot of it. And she sits there on the couch and she, I won't say exactly what she says, but she <laughs> says, this show, man, it just, it makes you cry. It makes you laugh. Yeah. It's just so real. And it's just funny to see it through her eyes as she's kind of seen behind the scenes of the inner workings of professional soccer in the States. And it's, it's
0: great. Yeah, the turn of Nate has hurt my feelings. I really liked Nate, and he's turned out to be such a dick. And uh, you know, the, the closing scene and the last episode of oh, this don't, season. Don't give the teaser. Well, I mean, it's just it's got this whole Empire Strikes Back, oh, yeah. Darth Vader thing happening. I mean, he has gone to the dark side. I think yep. he'll come back though. Oh, you do! Oh, he's yeah. definitely coming I, I, back. I, I, I'm sure I, of it. I, th- I think he'll yeah. come back. I think he'll he'll be humbled. Okay. All right. Well, Jeremy Allenbaugh, thank you so much for swinging by. I appreciate it. Good luck to the CFC. And uh, basically, what's what's the next big thing we're looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, so team is you know on the road currently. We'll play Wednesday in
6: Chicago, and then we come back for a game on October 23rd, and it's a massive game where it's a hero night. You know, everybody in our community has found different ways to be heroes over the last 18 months. So we're recognizing first responders, teachers, educators, and we're also gonna recognize kids because kids that are that have gone to school virtually or having to wear a mask or whatever, I mean, look, those are heroes. So we're giving out capes to kids, superhero mm-hmm. capes. And then we have these special edition uh, Marvel, I'm not a Marvel superhero person, but a lot of people are. And we have these special edition jerseys that are only for sale at that game on Saturday the 23rd. So it's a big one, be a lot of fun and a way for us just to recognize a lot of people that have Made our community special.
3: I actually posted about that, I think, the other day. So I'm following and Great. Trying to support uh, as much as I can.
0: We're trying to be a chatter podcast. You coming in and talking about stuff like this helps us out a lot. And we appreciate it tremendously. And the only other thing I'd ask of you would be to ask, how many players do you have on the team? Uh, 24. Get each one of them to kick in 20 bucks to our Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> and that, that, that would be great, man. Thank we'll, you, Jim. We'll get likes and subscribes for sure. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> Thank it you. so much. All right. Yeah. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutout is going to be fast, too. Brought to you by the Sports Bar, where there's three locations in our town. And getting and keeping people healthier and happier. You know... Think soccer will get you in shape? Let me just go ahead and correct you right now. You never stop running. You are running constantly. Uh it's not like you know baseball where you pack you know twenty minutes of action into three hours. And here you're, you're, you're moving. And Sports Barn though they'll get you in shape. Been doing it since nineteen seventy nine. Whatever you're looking for, they can help you lose weight, uh, bulk up trim down whatever just plain relax the sports barn and uh just real fast couple of shout outs here in regional roundups uh townhouses planned near u.s pipe Wheeland foundry site do you know how long i've been waiting to actually say this
1: <laughs> i thought they were going to turn 20 back. years
0: i don't know I don't, I don't even care who it is I have seen so many names and so many plans and so many artists renderings mm-hmm. and so many it's already happening. We're breaking ground. Nothing. And that still is the biggest scab in our town, and it is the gateway into our town from Nashville. First thing you see. Well, and two, Moccasin
4: Bend and then what yeah. looks like the set of The Walking Dead.
0: Yes. yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, post-apocalyptic. I, that's why I like it so much. I've heard two
1: things about that site, though. Number one. Reclamation is a big problem because of contamination. Soil. Yeah, and number two, I thought they were going to build the baseball stadium there. Well, that that's the plan. There's plenty of room now. Yeah. Don't get it confused.
4: That's the worst kept secret. But I don't know. Pandemic worlds change a lot of those things. I Yeah, I,
1: true. I mean, I, I didn't hear that from any like informed source. That's just what I've been hearing. No, that's years.
4: that that's been the talk. So I don't. Uh, and it, as you said, plenty of room, and it's the first thing you see. You could have a mixed-use development there. It could be amazing aesthetically yeah, and absolutely. functionality.
1: And it would look great coming into the city to see that, yeah.
0: Taking a look at the uh, USA Today, the breakdown of the 50 states, Alabama, Florence, a man was arrested after, yes, someone threw paint on a Confederate monument at the Lauderdale County Courthouse. Uh, let's see here, Georgia, Decatur, Decab County voted Tuesday. I'd never heard of this before. To remove a genocide cannon that's what they call it what (laughs) a genocide cannon (laughs) well
1: i can see why with
0: ties to the indian war of 1836 oh my from a city square where it had resided for more than a century now that would have been the creek uprising
1: is it is the actual technical name for the canon a genocide? I, it's cannon? just got
0: it's just got quotation marks around it. But that would have been that was when the creeks got ran out. Yeah, and yeah. My tiny town of Bowden, Georgia, my hometown. That was the last land ceded by the Creek Nation. And, of course, they stole it and, 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 yeah. and cheated them out of it, you know, by by hookery and crookery. But the Creek were, they were tough as nails, mm-hmm. and they were only overwhelmed by the Cherokee by sheer numbers and better tactics. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming that's what it was, and if they call it a genocide candidate, it must have brought the boom. I've always thought it's kinda, <laughs> something that's always struck me as kinda, I don't know if funny is the right word, but
1: odd, is how we present native american history in chattanooga and probably just the south in general because this was this where we are right now was cherokee
0: territories part of the cherokee nation right it was creek before that muskogee yeah. before that right pre-mississippian before that so
1: it's got a long history of conquest and taking over and colonization and all that kind of thing but one thing that i think is always interesting is how they present it because you'll see this you know this plaque this was the site of a cherokee burial mound holy site
0: And it has a long and storied history, (laughs) and then we ran them all out. And by the way, do you know that's where the the phrase comes from? Uh, Everybody gets that wrong? Lord willing and the creek don't rise? Oh, I didn't know that. That actually is, that's that's, that's not the creek, the brook, the river. Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That means the Native Americans, the creeks, actually rise up and go on the warpath. I always Lord willing, and the creek like don't rise. Yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, I know ah. that one got, got messed up. And it's in Nashville... for the best, we don't know that. <laughs> the United States colored a troop's role in the Battle of Nashville, memorialized mm. with a historical marker. Hopefully nobody would throw any paint on it. And just yeah.
3: a quick shout-out to Nathan Bird, who does a podcast called Chattanooga Civics. Um, I went to his website which is com, and actually took a look at some of them and it really teaches you about local politics it's, good. it's it's good and he sent us a really nice email that said that he loves our podcast he loves that we're supporting local podcasts and uh, wants to be a part of it so we will be having him on the show at some point soon Cool. Um, so look out for that one as well Chattanooga Civics
1: All right. love our local boys and girls. Absolutely.
0: Top of the pops. Oh, this is easy. I, it has nothing to do with news, it has to do with the weather. I have been dressing, I've been putting jeans on, I've been putting socks and shoes on. Because it, I keep thinking it's going to turn cooler, and yeah. in the morning <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. And then by the time I get out and I'm ready to do something, it's, it's 82 85. and 83 degrees yeah. again. Yeah. And so finally, but the, the colors are popping. The colors are popping. That's the weather looks like fall. Uh, the, 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 the actual light, you know, the, the way light changes in autumn. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite time of year. Uh it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is a much better special than you know Merry Christmas Charlie Brown. Every the fall is just the best time of year. We're getting no.
4: the, we're getting the mid 70s this week to top oh, yeah. out. So we're We're, gonna be we're down finally in... getting to your awful fall. I hate fall so bad. I <laughs> hate it, I hate it, I hate it. it. Cuz it's a it's a precursor to the, the, the terrible winter. I love
1: winter.
0: I love oh, winter. it's awful. Oh, so uh, we're just on totally of the March, give me March, give me March and April every will, day
1: will, of my life. I don't care about your opinion on on the weather, but Jeff, <laughs> I will fight you on your opinion about uh, great Charlie Pumpkin. Brown? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> the bit, the you cannot deny. I'm Cochescu now. <laughs> you cannot deny that the bit where Linus stands up there and he reads the bit from.
0: Oh, of course. Luke. it get you every time. It gets, even it I tear up. At it that. gets you every time. But then again, when the World War One flying ace is going behind enemy lines in <laughs> the Great Pumpkin, I mean, that's 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 great stuff. But I don't tear up at that. Oh, no, sometimes you just have to smile. That's my top of the pops. Do y'all have one? It's brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet, your feet, your feet. Chattanooga Safety Products. You get a safety product and you get a safety product. Look under your chair, Jen. You've got a mask. Uh,
1: No, my my top of the pop is uh, in diametric opposition to to Brian's, respectfully. I love fall and winter. I'm looking forward to watching some horror movies with my sister this weekend. I'm going to have a good time
0: good. You're well,
4: it takes all kinds,
0: Russ. It yeah, takes all right. kinds. You're right. And that leaves us with only... Um, we're going to round out the show today in a special way. Remember last uh, Monday we did the Getty to Know You segments and each of us picked a song and all of our songs played on all the formats except for Jen's somehow on Facebook. And so we were just sitting here, you know, playing with the pencils on the Group W bench and just listening to our, you know, audio noise while her song didn't play. I don't know why. But we're going to go out with a song today. That way, if they silence it, it doesn't matter because we're not going to be here. But the um part, where we basically look back thinking, did we forget anything, brought to uh, you by an anonymous donor who's chosen to invest the Chattanooga Drive-In Show money that he spent He's going to turn it over to local organizations, Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and A Step Ahead. Again, Chattascentric podcast. That's what we're going for. All the other podcasts, we love them. Uh, during the break, Dayfire, People of Chattanooga, The What Podcast, Stone on Air, all the rest of them. The one that you just mentioned, Chattanooga Civics. Mm-hmm. We'll be we talking to that gentleman Nine a little bit what? later. What? Um, the only real um I have is, I just want to say again... Congrats to my buddy, Vic Burgess. Vic, Vic did me a solid. When I lost my job, um, I was the victim of a road rage incident, mm-hmm. and somehow the strange politics of this town got things twisted and turned around, some phone calls got made, and suddenly I am the bad guy and the idiots that used to employ me and boy do they ever regret making this decision because they have done nothing except suck swamp water ever since we we all know it to be true uh but they blew me out before any of the facts were known of course the charges that were you know laid up against me were dropped expunged there is no legal record of it none whatsoever i got all my stuff back dude i don't know what happened to him i don't care i've blocked him out of my brain but vic burgess and some other people got together, Johnny Smith and a few others, and actually put together a fundraiser for me down in Songbirds, and it was one of the sweetest and nicest things that anybody's ever done for me. I didn't, I didn't ask anybody to do it, but they did, and people showed up, yep. and had a good time, and were willing to give a little bit of a, you know, their money to a GoFundMe account, which helped get me through a very difficult time. And Vic, is you know, in charge of the Jayhawk Fest down in Lafayette, which I emceed this weekend, and it was a great time. Among the performers down there um, was Jason Ringenberg of Jason and the Scorchers. We we kept talking about how we were trying to set up an interview with Jason of Jason and the Scorchers in the legendary show in the rain that he did in Chattanooga, and I kept saying, tell his manager... About the show and the rain in Chattanooga, he will remember me. I'm the one that booked him, and the 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 story is just this: they were out there playing jam, and they were they. It was in the 80s. It was cow punk. Cow punk was the 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 <laughs> order of the day. There were bands popping up everywhere that were playing really fast, raucous, country fied music. My con- my and tractor sucks. They they were they were chief among them, and it came a terrible storm. And the crowd did not leave. They just stood there and kept jumping up and down, slowly but surely they took all their electrical instruments and put them aside and got out acoustic instruments, finished up the set in a driving downpour to a huge enthusiastic crowd in the rain. It was fantastic.
1: Must be a prince at the Super Bowl.
0: So it was was fun. Thank you to the folks who put on Jayhawk Fest, and it'll be coming to you again next year. If you guys don't have anything, if you do, you do. You've got a hand up. Talk to me.
1: Uh, Well, just real quick, uh, freaking, hey, gas prices, right? Yeah. They've gotten crazy, and probably by the time you hear this, they've gotten even crazier. Uh, There is good news, though. Of course, we had the big pipeline breach not too long ago that's been causing the horrible, horrible oil spill uh, off the coast of California. Well, good news. Uh, researchers who are looking into it now say that it may not have been as bad as they initially thought so the cleanup reclamation area is going to be smaller than they initially thought which is great
0: that is fantastic all right you got you got nothing no all right then we will see you guys we'll see you guys tomorrow and we'll see all y'all tomorrow we're going to go out this song came out a couple of years ago and again when i was working at friends of the festival had these guys lined up for a set on the bud light stage and when they also let me go during that same time frame, because of the same incident and the same political cowardice that people show around here, we lost that show. They did not honor the contract that I'd signed. It's too bad. It's a band called The Record Company, and this is a good, upbeat song to get you going on a Monday morning and say, screw the world, I'm coming after you.